Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out www.igb.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 10 of Talking Dogs on Thursday with myself, Barry Drake. And uh, we're always looking for great racing stories. And once again, I'm sure we're going to deliver another great story on this week's podcast. And it's uh, Michael Core who's going to join us from the north of Ireland. And uh, we'll say hello to you, Michael. Morning, Barry. Many thanks uh, for taking time out to speak to us on the podcast. You've enjoyed um, some amazing success in, in recent weeks. Um, but we're going to start um, for, from where it all started for you, if you don't mind, Michael. Tell us how the love and, and passion from Greyhound Racing first came from. Well, I suppose, like everybody, or most people, it comes to your family. My, my father and uncle always kept a dog or two between them. And when I was growing up, we were reared in a in a housing estate, so we really didn't have the opportunity to keep dogs. Uh, but I suppose I watched from the outside in with envy, seeing other people with their dogs, and just I suppose set my stall out that one day, <laughs> one day I'd be like these people and get my own. So bought my first greyhound along with a cousin of mine when I was about twelve years of age placed it with a, a local man here, Lawrence Devlin, who kept a few dogs. And basically I had to return the favour. He kept my dog, I walked all his. So that's how I got into them. Very good. And where exactly are you based, Michael? We're based in a wee place called Cano. It's actually, it's just outside Coal Island. Doesn't make a terrible lot of difference to anybody unless you're from these parts. And then football and such likes comes into it. So... Uh, neighbouring parts of Cal Island, quite a big part, um, four football teams of our own, so sport would play a big a big part in everyday life about these parts. So Very good. And your local tracks growing up? Local track would have been Dungannon. Um, it's long since closed Oaks Road in Dungannon. Um, and we had Lifford. Um, then you had the two Belfast tracks. Celtic Park and Dunmore, which I never, <clears throat> never visited. Then, of course, Dumbo come along. Um, and I suppose at the minute, it's maybe more of a strength than it has been all down the years. It's a really cracking place to go at the moment. But Dungannon now was our local, and it's a massive, massive miss to, to Greyhound people around these parts. Yeah, I would imagine so. And you just touched on your first Greyhound there. Obviously, you got a great buzz out of that when it's continued for, for so long. But just take us through maybe your first couple of Greyhounds. Was there anyone that kind of stood out or gave you a bit of success along the way? The, the, the first the first successful Greyhound I would have bought would have been years later. I'd, I'd been away in England and America and come home and bought a few. I happened to be uh, my work, I work at mobile classrooms uh, uh, installing them around schools and things and I happened to be in a school in Derry City and I met this young fella just stuck up a conversation, he said the family kept greyhounds and he happened to be one of the McLaughlin's of Derry Track so of course, work was set to one side, I went to their kennels, picked a dog and I bought a little dog of them called Fahan Flyer who won me, I think, I'm going to say, seven out of nine races, got to the final national sprint in in what was Bally Skay at that stage, Zambo now. So he was the first 
dog that I had any real success with. Since that then, uh, I bought two pups me between, down the years I'd have bought a couple of dogs between me and my uncle Peter. He would have reared them, I'd have took one, he'd have kept the other. And with a dog by the name of Lockview Jem, who, going back to 2011, there was a massive race here in Zumbo, 25,000 to the winner, Northern Irish Derby. Sky sponsored it and everything, live on Sky Television, and he beat Leave You Jet in the final. Wow. So, until now, that has been our, our main focus of success was Lockview Jam beating Leave You Jet in that final. That was a massive, massive win. As I said, it was 25,000 first place in it at that time. 2011 was big money. Outstanding, yeah. That was a very special occasion. And uh, we're going to fast forward on now to the, the Irish Greyhound Derby, which is always the, the showpiece event here um, in Ireland. And uh, it was nearly a miracle story with uh, Mina Miracle um, finishing runner-up um, in the final. But just tell us um, your hopes and aspirations, I suppose, um, prior to the competition, heading into it, because um, she started off her racing career or in Shelburne, and it has to be said, she looked a star in the making after winning in 28-64. She did. She, she was showing a lot of promise, Um Second, I must say, tell her, tell her little mate I have here too, Mina Maisto, he has always been head and shoulders above her. But she, she still looked the part um, where you would be known as a gambling stable here. Uh, I had a nice wee touch on her the first night in Shelburne. We love to hear that, Michael. Sorry? We love to hear that. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that's really, to be honest, the greyhounds and with me, greyhounds and gambling go together. Uh, I set out, no matter what dog I have, that's my focus for to to make it pay, basically. Um, so she paid herself very easily after the first. Uh, looked like, as you say, a star in the making, but just went off the boil then, completely. Um, maybe, I'm going to say, seven or eight races with nothing, and then she had a wee seam of form again. And I suppose going through the derby, I was hoping that that real seam of form was going to come to the fore at the end. The derby's a difficult thing to look at because she would have to say it was outstanding, but she was up against outstanding dogs. So everything she'd done, there was always that wee if after it. And again in the final, there's that massive if. Like it's, it's really, a lot of people said she could have won the derby. To me, she should have won the derby. Um... Uh, and I don't know, sometimes I put it down to maybe the course and breed till it's a, a very odd time she'll throw in a stinker too, which I nearly put it down to she's too smart. She's nearly saying to you, what do you think I am here? Um, but she has pace, massive, massive pace. And hopefully now she can hit another wee seam of wins. I have entered in the Cesar, which in Mullingar, uh, give her a spin last week and she really looks like she's taken to the track so that's our next test and we'll, we'll see what happens there Yeah, very much looking forward to seeing her back in action and just going back to the, the we'll say the build up to Derby final obviously it was a lot different this year but did you did you enjoy the whole occasion because we've seen some great scenes on social media with yourself and your your family um, especially after qualifying the final um, it really went all over the globe yeah, it, it it really was. It was it it was, uh, I suppose, a, a, a buzz the whole way through. Um, when you take the derby, it's, it's 
when you go to it, it's really much uh, a round for round thing. All you want to do is qualify. There's no point in setting your stall out that you'd like to win or anything. It's all about getting to that next stage. And I think early on, I bet early on at 120s and then again at 110s before it started, simply because she's a real competitor. She always seems to, to me, she'll be a fantastic competition, but even going forward, she always seems to get herself out of trouble and into a place. So what better at that, the real bet I had at her was, was coming to semi-final stage. Um, 66 to 1, fourth fastest, I think, at that stage, qualifying for the semi-finals, and she was 66 to 1 outsider. Um, so uh, we, we helped ourselves to that again. Uh, and she duly obliged then. And he, second, but even third would have done us. It sounds like you filled the bag. Well, I wouldn't say filled the bag. But it, it has been better. The, the derby, from that point of view, was disappointing. Um because the fact there's no bookmakers there. Again, I like to have a bet. I suppose the biggest disappointment in the whole derby setup was the race we had set up for for another dog I have here, Mina Maverick. Oh my God, I was actually at home and I was shouting them on, especially after getting touched off, um, of course, in the derby. It was a couple of uh, races. Um, later, it was the following race, in fact, over 750 yards, and he said scorching early pace, didn't he? Yeah. Now, his previous race, the night, the Friday night before, uh, we were actually hoping it would be a Saturday night. It was a novice 7.50, and we'd led him out especially for that. Falling on a Friday, if it had fell on a Saturday, the books would have been opened in Jumbo, and we could have um, maybe availed of Mark One's generosity down there, but it didn't happen. It was on a Friday night. No boogies in Shelburne, so that was a bit of a disappointment because we'd really led that gentleman out for that 750. Um, but he he done himself. He, he won, I think, that night in 40, 41, 54, tied up a wee bit, and I thought we would have had him spot on for Derby final night. But when Barry McKingham gets the run he did behind him without really any interference or help, we'll say from the other dogs, he was always going to pick us up, you know. Yeah, such such a shame. But you know, two outstanding um, races in defeat and dead. Pistana. The Pistana dog is absolutely fantastic to see the the social media pictures and videos of him back on his feet. Like that's the only real disappointment any of us could have taken out of the Derby was the fact of his injury. Um, I don't think. I think by looking at it, his racing career is over. But I would imagine he'll have quite a lucrative stud career and I certainly would be one that would be queuing up to bring a bits to him um, I'd just like to, to say to Dez Grayson I'm over the moon that he's back on his feet Just tell us a small bit about your operation at home Michael Well we keep uh, I have a, a, a piece of land up the side of the house I suppose about an acre and we just keep the dogs there um, I keep always like to breed a bitch or two I breed I let her two years ago to uh, to that uh, Dunham Noel who done the cock and Zumbo. So it's always nice to have bred a track record breaker. Um I've another two bitches bred again, so we'll have fifteen pups at seven or eight weeks down there and I would try to keep sort of coming in sequence a couple of saplings, a couple of pups, and then on into the racing strength of five or six most of the time. Yeah, and um, I would imagine you have plenty of help at home as well. 
Unfortunately, this morning, <laughs> the majority of them have returned to their work in England. So both David and Aoife, who would have been home helping me here during the lockdown, are away back. Aoife's studying to be a vet. She's in Liverpool University. And Damon's doing a PhD in Lancaster. So he um, lost it to them this morning. So it'll be a bit hectic for the next couple of weeks. The, pre- the pressure is back on you, so Michael, after all the help you had over the, the lockdown. That's correct, yes. And now it's back to porridge. It'll just be, well, Dara, the youngest boy, Dara, is still at home. And uh, then I have a, a gentleman by the name of Joe Dillon. And Joe comes to me now, I suppose over the last three or four years, Joe comes to me every day except the weekend. Yeah, it's great. To, it's great to have obviously helpers, and you know, like we've got some wonderful people within the sport um, as well, all over the country. Yeah, this. I suppose when you look at our sport, sometimes we get a lot of negativity, and I, I, I can't really understand where these people are coming from. You know, if if you would come inside and look out, you would see what we have and the people that we have. And the generosity that's there, like the run through the derby for us here was amazing. The amount of phone calls and messages that I got from all walks of life, um, our local priest even <laughs> even prayed for us on the altar. And oh, the brilliant! <laughs> Unfortunately, just was one hail mary short. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, it, it was great. It was absolutely fantastic. But as I say, our setup here is basically we we strive to give the dogs the best we possibly can. Should that be buying and installing a swimming pool, dog walkers, whatever. Um, we use what I class the best vet in the country, Jerry Scullion, and also once a fortnight. We, I, you're from Cork, Barry, is that correct? Yeah, that's right, you're all in Cork. We, we, have, we have a young lady here, comes all the way from Cork up to here. Uh, once a fortnight uh, Reading Warren yeah I know her yeah she's yeah. checked out a couple for the the uncle as well down through the down through the years checks them out with a heat camera here and it really and truly the success we have had over the last two three years since we've started using the horse amazing too she, she really keeps on top of of dogs injuries and um, and uh, that's basically the secret of it. We try to give them the best possible chance and then leave the rest up to them. Yeah. Paul Matthews also, and I'll have to give him a mention because my luck really changed the day I met him. I have bought some amazing saplings of him. Um, I, um, his brood bitch Rio's girl, she threw in her first litter, Blame the Game, who I bought off him and schooled and raced, sold him after his first race. Regretted it to this day, but that's one of them things you do. Uh, then I bought the next two, which is um, Miracle and Maestro, and she had only one pup in her last and final litter, and I've whore here as well. Now, I qualified whore on yesterday just, and with no work done whatsoever, she's, she really seems, she's a lot farther forward than any of the rest of them has been, so. It's fingers crossed that it keeps going. That sounds very promising. Wishing you all the success um, in the world. In, in just in terms of how far was it take, or how long did it take you to get to Shelburne, or how long does it take you to get to Trumbo Park from your home base? Ah, uh, well, Trumbo's uh, forty minutes down the road. Um, Shelburne, it's, it's nothing to go to Dublin. We would do, we would do Shelburne two hours with a stop. So very good. Um, and you'd even coming home, you'd probably. They'd probably do it quicker. 
Yeah, I'd imagine now from the, this recent success, all this big recent success, it's only going to make you hungry for more, Michael. Well, it does. It does. Um, I suppose you look at it and think to yourself, well, look how successful I am at this with the effort we put in. And if we put in more, would we be more successful? Because uh, I, I, I am still a working man. I still run a business. Um, and don't be at the dogs as much as what you would like to be. Um and you think to yourself, maybe, just maybe. Uh, what I'd say, if, if I would roll the clock back 20 years, I would have no hesitation in going at it full time. But uh, whether there's that big a future or, or that, whether there's a living to be made out of it at the moment, I don't really know. Um, probably if there had been an extra Hail Mary or an extra half length, <laughs> it might have made a difference, you know. I know. And, I possibly could have been saying, like, we'll give this a go to hell with it, but there's a hundred thousand of difference there between first and second. You know? Yeah, well, look, it was a, a fantastic story. We certainly enjoyed um, following um, your your great progress, and um, we all know who you are now, so the pressure is on, and uh, we'll be keeping a close eye on you going forward. Ah, well, we, we, we'll handle the pressure, no bother. That's what I like to hear. Look, it was magnificent speaking to you, Michael. We appreciate you taking time out to, to join us on the, on the podcast. And as I said earlier, we're wishing you all the success in the world going forward. Thank you very much, Barry. Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out www.igb.ie forward slash talking dogs.